Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today will recap the week that was, as well as we'll offer a look into what to expect in the week ahead. Uh, joining me for the conversation today, his first Top of the Morning. Uh, glad to welcome to the forum here, Danny Kessler, Asset Allocation Strategist with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So Danny, welcome. It's great to be on the line with you. Uh, looking forward to our conversation. Thank you, Dan. It's a pleasure to be on with you. So, Danny, this past week, it did deliver yet another string of market swings as it relates to the Russia-Ukraine war. Uh, That did continue to weigh on the minds of investors. So what are some key takeaways from this week's NATO summit, which took place in Brussels, Belgium? And where does this all stand as of this morning? Thanks, Dan. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, The war remains at the top of everyone's minds in this, this dark time for global relations. So... NATO leaders gathered in, in Brussels, Belgium yesterday to continue discussions on how to handle Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And specifically, they were focused on growing concerns that Moscow might use chemical, biological, or even nuclear weapons in its assault of Ukraine. So NATO is making plans to provide equipment to Ukraine to help detect and protect against these threats, as well as provide medical support. The organization is still grappling with what actions might cross a red line and then constitute a more direct involvement. You know, the goal is still to avoid being drawn into direct fighting and to to broadening the scope of the war. This morning, the U.S. also agreed to boost its exports of natural gas to Europe in an increasing attempt to remove reliance on Russian energy. Russia currently accounts for about 40 percent of Europe's natural gas imports. So this marks yet another move by Western allies to ramp up the pressure on Russia. This week, the U.S. also announced that it will admit up to 100,000 refugees from Ukraine. Estimates from the war are that more than 10 million people have already been displaced as a result, with more than 3.6 million fleeing the country. So U.S. officials are said to be looking at a variety of possible legal paths, such as the U.S. Refugee Admissions Program. A senior administration official stated that the U.S. is committed to protecting the most vulnerable groups among the refugee population, which would include those with medical needs, dissidents, and gay and transgender individuals. So taking a step back and and looking at this, you know, the, the outcome of the war is still highly uncertain. So market volatility is likely in the coming months. The CIO recommends staying invested in line with benchmark allocations, maintaining portfolio diversification, seeking downside protection, and ultimately focusing on long-term returns. Some strategies in line with these principles include building portfolio hedges, preparing for rising rates, and investing in in the ABCs of tech, which include artificial intelligence, big data, and cybersecurity. Well, Danny, thank you very much for bringing us up to speed as to where this stands as of this morning. And from a humanitarian standpoint, of course, we hope that this situation de-escalates as soon as possible. So thank you for the guidance as far as how investors uh, should consider navigating this current market environment. Uh, In addition to the geopolitical risks, markets have also been gripped by ongoing inflation concerns and how inflation might influence the Fed's policy approach. Of course, we did have that 25 basis point hike by the Fed announced last Wednesday, though on Monday of this week, we did hear from Fed Chair Jerome Powell. Uh, He weighed in a bit further on the Fed's path forward as it pertains to monetary policy. Uh, What exactly, Danny, did Chairman Powell convey? Right, definitely. Yeah, that's another very important topic for investors right now. 
Uh, so to provide a bit of a recap, in, in his post-meeting press conference last week, after the Fed hiked rates for by 25 basis points for the first time in three years, Chuck Powell emphasized that the Fed is committed to achieving price stability. He described the current labor market as extremely strong, implying that Fed rate hikes will help to restore the supply and demand balance for labor, while at the same time trying to avoid triggering, triggering a recession. And then furthering his hawkish tone on Monday, Chair Powell stated that the Fed will continue to raise rates until inflation is under control and may even be more aggressive by hiking 50 basis points at subsequent meetings. He also said that the Fed is prepared to tighten beyond common measures of neutral if needed, which would bring rates above 2.5%. As of this morning, markets are pricing in about a 75% probability of a 50 basis point hike at the next Fed meeting in May. So looking at all this, investors should just be prepared for several more rate hikes this year and into next year. Thank you for that, Danny. So just reflecting on this week's macro calendar for a few moments here in the U.S., it was fairly light, though we did receive some data points of interest. So what can you recap for us this morning? Yeah, indeed it was, Dan. Uh, we did get a few releases of note, including jobless claims, durable goods orders, and new home sales. Uh, overall, it was, a, it was a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, jobless claims surprised the upside again at 187,000, which is the lowest level in over five decades. Continuing claims were also positive at 1.35 million, which is below the 1.4 million forecast. So both numbers were improvements on last week's numbers and just continues the trend that of a strong labor market here in the U.S. But then turning to both the durable goods orders and new home sales, they both came in below expectations. New home sales decreased by 2% month over month to an annualized pace of 772,000, which is far below the 810,000 that economists were expecting. The decline suggests that buyers might be slowing with both rising prices and mortgage rates, but it could also just be noise in the data. Durable goods orders declined by 2.2% in February, falling, falling for the first time in five months. Transportation accounted for a, a large portion of that, with core goods orders, which excludes transportation, falling by only 0.6%. You know, these reports come in as the world waits to see how global supply chains will be affected by the war in Ukraine. So in, in summary, economic releases from this week indicate an extremely tight labor market, with slowing economic activity. This continues to paint an uncertain picture for the overall economic outlook. Moving forward, investors should remain nimble and ready to adjust allocations as the broader picture comes into focus. Well, thank you, Danny, for hitting on those notable data points from the past few days. So, all right, at this point, maybe we can pivot shift focus to the week ahead. So what will be taking place next week, Danny, that investors should be mindful of? Yes. Well, next week should bring a lot more economic release, uh, releases with the month of March coming to an end and Friday being April 1st. So uh, hopefully the data doesn't have any cheeky April Fool's jokes uh, planned. But anyway, the JOLTS job openings report will come in on Tuesday the 29th, uh, while Thursday brings a report on personal income and spending, which includes the PCE measure of inflation that is favored by the Fed. Friday the 1st will be the big day of economic data with payroll data along with the ISM manufacturing PMI. So 
these data releases next week will hopefully give investors a little bit of a better sense of the direction of the U.S. economy, given all of the uncertainty right now. Well, thank you, Danny. It does sound like a busy week ahead on the macro front. Danny, great catching up with you this morning. Thank you for dropping by top of the morning to keep our advisors, our clients, our listeners informed as to what occurred over the past week, what to keep an eye out for in the week ahead. I wish you a nice weekend, Danny, and looking forward to picking back up with our conversation at some point. Thank you so much, Dan. You have a nice weekend, too. And again, today we've been joined by Danny Kessler, Asset Allocation Strategist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.